0: Everybody, welcome to the Real Deal Fishing Podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Mike.
1: And it's Hervey. That's <laughs> <Hervey>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We kind of set him up for the okie doke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should have told <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> I'll get you back in Kansas. Don't <laughs> you worry. I've got a couple of months to plan that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone, we're so happy that you've decided to listen and we're public here on youtube tonight so everybody who's coming in the chat we appreciate you as well i just want to take this opportunity to um thank everybody again that's listening if you want to support the real deal fishing podcast you can go over to our website shoppalmettocats.com and you can pick up some merch and everything you purchase will go directly back into making the podcast better which uh you know we we always try to get better and do and do things better uh every time we do it but uh y'all we're here to talk about the catfish conference in Louisville, Kentucky this past weekend. I was there, Mike Marillo was there and of course Hervé, co-owner of Catfish Conference was there.
1: I, I don't think it was there. <laughs> I, I don't remember. <laughs> you were cited <laughs> as being present at dinner specifically, yes.
0: but yeah so uh our wallets are empty well at least mine was empty um because i found so many cool things that i wanted to buy and so many things i actually didn't have time to go pick up imagine that Uh, i got home and i was talking to mike and and uh about the reels that i got and everything and i uh was rigging up you know before the show for this weekend i'm gonna go fishing and I was thinking, man, I should have grabbed some demon dragons. I should have grabbed some more hooks. I should have grabbed this. I should have done this. And I just didn't have the time because uh, we were, we, you know, we we were going full blast the whole time. We got a super chat already. Thank you, Fracture Fix, for the 19.99. Boom, boom, boom. Thank you. There he we said, go. Or you can do this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, and thank you um, to Fracture Fix again. He donated during the Golden Whiskers, which we'll get to as well. So, uh, so yeah, we had a great time. Um, of course, Herve and, and Steve are the masterminds behind the Catfish Conference. And uh, how do you think this year, this uh, main Catfish Conference, the OG Catfish Conference, stacked up against previous Catfish Conferences? Like, do you have some stats for us?
1: I do have some stats Ooh. for you guys. It's uh, very crunchy. So, it's the best – edition we ever had it's record attendance it's probably the most vendors um, exhibitors we had and i think overall it was probably the best on, on a hu- best on a human level because uh, after you know two years of well almost two years i guess of not having a catfish conference uh, the, the main thing we heard from people was they were just happy to be able to get back out uh, you know with caution of course mm-hmm. but they were happy to get back and and just like meet the big catfish family that they had not seen for years um so that that was the best feeling for you know everybody that was there and uh, you guys were there so mm-hmm. I, i'm sure you've, you've heard a lot of things
0: <coughs> yeah so hervey before we go on to that how m- how many tickets did you sell
1: yeah so we had about uh, forty seven hundred tickets sold and, and that's not including including children. So add on top of that. So, so we will only count adults. Winter. Wow. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting as well, uh, we had two hundred and sixty vendor passes. And you know we always forget our, our vendors. Uh, it's not really elegant, really, but they are there, and you know they have the same passion like everybody else, and they are part of the conference, and they come up with an entire team. Um and so I think we have to, to recognize all their their efforts. It's not just about setting stuff, it's about moving everybody, taking their you know the time off and, and participating, being a part of the conference and, and the attendance. It's very important. I mean that's a lot of people.
0: Mm-hmm. So Mike being uh it was our second conference, but it was our first OG conference. And uh, so your, our, our first conference together was the Kansas City one. And, uh, you know, that was the first one ever. How did how do you feel like this one stacked up against that Kansas City
1: one? You know, it's very different. Uh, so Kansas City was our, our first one. Uh, and we had to take the decision kind of, um, not in a rush, but, you know, we, we decided, you know, enough is enough. We have to do something. And we kind of put that about three months after we took the de- decision. And it's short. It's a very, very short amount of time to plan everything, to get everybody ready, but especially to gather um, a a crowd because it's not just about, you know, you buy some ads randomly on the internet and then people show up. You know, catfishing is very specific. It's very engaged. Um, It's a community. And I think everybody understood out there that you don't create a community overnight. It's it's a lot of time, some passion, some engagement. And uh, so it took us a second to, to put everybody together and and start you know getting you know folks around mm-hmm. so overall I mean you know it was a it was great and I think we had some uh, some great moments we were able to connect with a lot of people uh, mm-hmm. out there vendors but the YouTube community as well and and just like new guys that are just not used to the event in the, in the west and we really had some some great uh, a great time so the they're they're not really comparable. Perhaps in size, you know, they were coming kind of close, but not in terms of vendors. Um, right. And again, we have to remember it was you know full on you know what was Delta variant at the time. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of the vendors we were supposed to have or we had their inventory was floating somewhere on a boat in front of Los Angeles. And <laughs> they were there, but it was just them, right? I mean, and mm-hmm. you know, big names take you know, I think <clears throat> it was catch the fever. They, couldn't be there although they wanted mm-hmm. to just because it didn't didn't have their stuff and so, yep. so that,
0: you know just different Mike um, like I was saying earlier like you know this was our first OG one uh, we kind of talked about after Kansas City you and I talked about Kansas City and our thoughts about that how did this one compare to you Mike?
2: Uh, very different. Uh, Three times the distance for me to cover, and I am not a fan of airplanes. (laughs) Uh, I'm a fan of driving my truck somewhere. That way I can buy whatever I want, put it in the back of the truck. And this time I also heard that someone was giving away or raffling away a boat. So I figured (laughs) I needed to take my truck with with my trailer hitch hooked up, you know, so that way I'd be ready to haul off whatever it was that whomever was going to give away. And sure enough, that uh, that was a bit of foreshadowing. It and it happened. But uh, as far as the conference went, in Kansas City, I remembered the three of us were walking down the streets with 14 of our friends. That was Trying funny. to find a place to eat. And we wanted to make sure that the place had a menu that would take care of everybody in our party. <laughs> and that was a blast. And this one was so big mm. that you literally had to try to break your meal down to maybe 5 to 10 people. Yeah. Because you just couldn't couldn't possibly fit everybody. I mean, that was uh it was a lot. And I tried to write down everybody, every YouTuber that I encountered or whomever came up and said hello to me. And I filled two sides of an index card so quickly. And then after that, I'm like, I'm wasting my t- opportunity here to talk to people. And then some people caught me off guard. Uh, Keith was actually one of them. He walked <laughs> right up to me and he's like, let me tell you about this idea that I've been kicking. around." <laughs> and I'm like, Whoa. I was Today, like, I'm gonna tell you. and uh, and Dieter did the same thing. He walked right up. Michael, how are you doing? And I'm like, whoa, you know, and so you have those fanboy moments mm-hmm. and uh, then you have uh, other other just great experiences. With all these fantastic people
0: yeah.
2: and some some you didn't have a lot of time with. And mm-hmm. oddly, I will say that I felt like I didn't get a lot of time there with you, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> but when we did check in with each other. It was like, how's it going? You know, mm-hmm. you know, you good, you good, you know, and, yeah. and, and we knew, we knew it. Yeah. you know, We, we had conjoining rooms <laughs> and we still, I still, I guarantee I spent more time with Art or Danny Stone, um, Hill Jack. Uh, mm. uh, obviously uh, my sister uh, was with me and I spent a lot of time with her and Bexy and Vonnie. i was just it was so much fun met so mm-hmm. i couldn't believe the the compliments the the complimentary conversation just the the positive vibe it was mm-hmm. it was insane uncle jeep yeah uh, walked right up to me with the jeep hat on and he's like everybody oh, knew who, who i am I didn't know who he was. I, I'm the guy who didn't look at the hat. <laughs> well, I had seen,
0: seen a picture of Uncle Jeep because he went fishing with Chris Flores. And Jeep didn't, or Flores didn't know that Jeep knew who I was. And so when he showed up wearing my shirt, Chris took a picture of him and sent it to me. I said, Well, who's that? He goes, you recognize this guy? I said, no. (laughs) He goes, that's Uncle Jeep. I was like, oh, cool. So when he (laughs) he showed up at the conference, I was just so excited. And, uh, you know, Jeep, I told him there. So this isn't anything that he hasn't heard before. I told him at the conference, we had a nice moment together where I said, you know, he said that, you know, we all meant a lot to him. And I said, you don't know how much you mean to us, the YouTubers I'm talking about. And those of you who don't know what we're talking about on the podcast, um, there's a a guy with the the handle Uncle Jeep, and his avatar is uh, the three-eyed fish from The Simpsons, the mutant fish, if you are that episode. (laughs) So you know he's going to be funny right off the bat, right? Right. And you can relate to him, you know, if you're of a certain age. But, um, you know, we had a talk, and I said, you don't realize how much of a blessing you are for all of us. And I hope that he took that, you know, as a heartfelt, like really, really heartfelt message. And I know I speak for everybody that's in here and and, and not in here when I say that that's true. But yeah, he brought donuts. And I didn't get the I didn't get a taste of donuts, but but with yeah, bacon my... on them, the maple <laughs> no. donuts
2: with the bacon <laughs> on them, it's the best.
0: So I'm sitting Eat. there at the Golden Whiskers, right, and I'm focused, laser like, you know trying not to uh, have an accident, and I'll leave that part out, and then trying to also you know, run the Golden Whiskers. And I look down, and what do I see? But Jeep, with his legs crossed, leaned back in the chair in the front row, eating bacon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so seductively. <laughs> and I almost lose it. <laughs> That was hilarious. But yeah, they, you know, Mike said that you know we didn't get to hang out much, you know, just you know, we're we're working and running around and trying to make sure everybody's happy. And you know, I think my one of my jobs is just to support Hervey and, and Steve so they don't have to run around as much. And but still a great time.
1: But but that's something. Let's pick up on what what Mike said. You know, he, he just mentioned you know the, the level of good vibe you have at the event, and, and you know we all we all have experienced the event. I mean, we're organizing it, so of course we see that. But you know, for for people that have not been there or just you know they're on YouTube, they just get to see what happened on YouTube. One thing that I don't feel transcribes well for the for the event is that vibe you know you get there and you know that's where i get happy personally at the event is when you see like everybody get together and everybody is so like happy it's like the family is back together once again and it's very very hard to transcribe that you know what's actually happening the connection between people and the rest doesn't matter i mean you know you have all the stuff the gear and stuff, but the real core the real soul of the event it's not about the product, it's about the passion, and it's about the people, really the people. And, you know, I think the YouTube community plays an immense role in, in conveying that message and in offering basically the opportunity to other people. And I don't know what you all thought about that and if you were able to see that at the event, but oh yeah, from our perspective, it's, it's strong. And mm-hmm. truly, it's perhaps why Steve and I would keep doing all of that because some days we're like, ah, we're done. We <laughs> we have enough. We walked enough today. We want to do something else. But then you just, like, go back for a second when you calm down and just, you know, think about that. And you, you look, look back at it and you're like, no, this is a thousand percent worth it. We've got to do it again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I told I told Anna and I told Mike, I said, why can't we just do this for a living? Like, uh, why can't, the you know, something pay us to do this, some force of nature. Just pay us to, to hang out with our friends. But I think, you know, obviously that's unrealistic. You know, part of the part of the allure of going there is because we don't get to see each other all the time. And uh, I think the the excitement let's talk about the YouTubers for for example. There was a bunch of them there like Mike and, and, and Hervey mentioned. And I think the the all the electricity and the excitement that led up to CatCon Louisville was kind of instigated by the YouTubers. What do you think about that, Mike?
2: I think that's fair to say. Uh one thing that Trish was asking me while we were there is how is this promoted? Is it promoted on you know commercials? The are the commercials on TV or they on radio? Are they on you know just <coughs> local mm-hmm. local channels there in Louisville? Uh obviously it's on the website. Uh, there's Facebook presence. Uh, there's YouTube presence for catfish conference. And of course, Hervey could tell us all, all about all the details. And all, all I could tell Trish was, I don't know. We just all know about it and we focus (laughs) on it and we, we try to make sure that we know exactly when it is. And we're all going to try to make it here if we can. I mean, Uncle Jeep is from Arizona, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And there were people there from California. And I think that somebody said someone, a YouTuber was in from the state of Washington. Mm-hmm. Because I'm complaining about my, you know, 10 and a half hour drive through uh, winter conditions. And they're like, whatever, dude, this guy flew clear across the whole the whole country. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, and you know landed in monsoon rains you know i'm like okay and and fishing chick yeah yeah fishing chick as well um even even kevin's drive is equally as long as mine is and uh you know he he had to drive it because he had a a a trunk full of awards (laughs) and equipment and such and me i just wanted to buy more fishing rods and and win win a boat and trish won the boat so she sure did tell us about so so if the
0: boat thing for those of you are listening and and you you're uh you're you really don't know what mike's talking about so muddy river catfishing chris flores who's who's in the chat he said he's still not home he was fishing out in alabama with um steve douglas and and dave today um another person that drove clear across the country to be there in new mexico but he had an inflatable pontoon boat that he'd had for a while and so he he put it up for auction and mike how like how did he do that
2: auction like those are tickets or well, was yeah it was a raffle mm-hmm. and it was twenty dollars a ticket and they uh i don't know how many (laughs) tickets they sold i guarantee they probably didn't sell enough to cover the the pure cost of the item Mm. but it's a fantastic little pontoon boat and uh hopefully she she won't take this personally but bexy said that it was intended to be a potomac river dance floor (laughs) and (laughs) sadly it it made its way to iowa where it will be uh a uh Lake, pond, and and river river fishing machine probably as it was intended when it was built, but it's a <laughs> it's a fantastic uh, I think it's aluminum uh, dance floor excuse me mm-hmm. fishing floor pontoon uh, and uh, <laughs> got monster rod holders on it and a gorgeous monster monster rod holders cutting board. Trish said she walked up to the. <laughs> to the muddy river catfishing booth said that she was buying the winning ticket and uh the uh team members there stated that they remembered her positivity and her sincerity and just ferocity you know just passion
3: Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) and Uh, And I think it was Fran who went around and said, you know what? That's why you lost because you didn't believe in it like she did. And she went around and just served these people up (laughs) because, you know, everybody cheers at first. And then after that, it's like, golly, I wanted that boat. And the the sad part to me was that Trish was not there to win it for herself. Mm -hmm. Uh, She handed me the ticket. She said, I'm going back to the hotel. I'm going to take a nap and I'll come back go win my boat and uh win that boat for me she's like here's my ticket and 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 she reminded me it was hers i can't swim guys so (laughs) anybody else can have a boat i'm all for it i don't i don't want a boat and sure enough i i stood by uh evan at the monster rod holders and he was talking about how he was going to win it that's his boat then he started talking about what bad luck he has and how he doesn't ever win anything. So I was like, I'm going to go stand <laughs> over there away from you. He didn't I said, believe. I'm going to take my bad luck away from you so you can win. He said, nope, you're going to win. I'm the one with the bad I'm like, okay. I was like, I, I at that point, I couldn't determine if he was the stick in the mud or the mud, but I was leaning <laughs> towards the mud. So I walked away, and I sat next to a delightful couple who are nothing but positivity. And that's Chris and telly of hooks and hammocks. And we showed each other our numbers. <laughs> the only difference was the last digit. And sure enough, they're reading off all the digits one by one. And I did give the ticket back to Trish. Cause I think she's going to frame to or uh, mount just it she put it on the boat to the boat. Since it was <laughs> the lucky ticket. And Mm -hmm. so we're just ticking off these numbers one by one by one. We get down to the last number. Last number on the winning ticket was one. And that's what Chris said. And I looked at it and then I turned over and they're like, that's you. And he's like, okay, if nobody's here and doesn't have that ticket number, then we're going to draw again. So (laughs) I just held my hand up so that way everybody would see. You know the six foot guy holding his hand up in the air with a ticket. And Mike, I actually have a video file. Yeah, oh. yeah. Now before you play it, if you're going to play it, oh, um, it won't let me. Thank I you. turned around, or, or I turned and I looked forward, and has looked right at me, and he's like, Marillo. And he's <coughs> like, I could see it on his face. He's like, nah, and and I just I just kept shaking my head, yes. And I was walking to the front holding up the ticket. And afterwards, he's like, Man, I thought you were trolling us. You know, people are always <laughs> like, Hey, I won. No, I'm just kidding. I never had a ticket. But no, that was her number. And after I went up there and explained to everybody, they're like, Way to go. Congratulations. I was like, It's not mine. This is my sister's ticket. And then people start. Cheering for me, oh, what a great brother! He's given his sister the boat. I'm like, no, that's not <laughs> what it is. She's gonna, no, beat me. it was my sister's creating this fiction. I was like, no, I was like, this is her ticket. She went back to the hotel, she's on her, she was shuttling over now. Like, I'll shuttle, I'll shuttle back do? over. And what does she go to do, Mike? She, oh, she went to take a nap, she was tired. Can you imagine if you got to take a nap in the middle of each day of CatCon, Kevin?
0: I
4: was too excited.
2: Can you imagine it? If you got to take like an hour nap, let's just say an hour because it's a round number. You think you'd be more refreshed for the rest of the day?
1: But you know what? That's a great uh, idea. I think we should perhaps have a nap corner at Catfish Conference and install like either some little beds or some hammocks and figure something out. That would be cool. Yes, Herbie, I've,
2: I've been contacted. I need to discuss some ideas with you. Uh, maybe we'll have a little bit more space or we can shuffle some people around or something like that. But yeah, the the YouTube community has reached out. We have Perfect. some ideas. You know, uh, It's not like a list of demands. It's more like a, a list of wants.
0: <laughs> well, here's, here's a short uh, clip of, of Michael Murillo accepting the boat.
3: Hey. Oh, wow. That's all all right.
2: up slowly. 731, 731. my sister bought this ticket
1: she went back to the hotel to take
2: a nap and she said you go win that boat
0: she said you go win that boat
1: and he did. So, does it also work with like lottery tickets? Like, if we delegate the lottery ticket to you, can you also go and redeem like something of a different nature?
2: I don't, I don't know. We'll have, have to test it out. I
1: think we should try. I, I really think we should think try. We
2: should try to win the <laughs> lotto because then Kevin's and my
1: dream will come true, and we can do this full time. you could do the catfish conference fund and then you know fund everybody's ambition yeah there we go chris flores said
2: that
0: his trailer is available for nap rentals there you go (laughs) another source of revenue right there
2: uncle jeep (laughs) says we need to we need to bring in a bacon vendor i agree
1: there was the pork association over there what else did he want
0: got mr douglas in the house i wonder if they caught any fish today i know there was a lot of singing and shenanigans on the boat but i don't know if they actually caught any fish (laughs) (laughs) so um the the catfish conference for louisville is already the dates have already been set everybody so they're scrolling across the bottom february 24th and 25th CatCon 2023 so go ahead and request off <laughs> request off for those dates. Go ahead and take a whole week off. I'm, I'm gonna say it's okay. Go ahead and take a whole week off
1: and, and, and uh, very sunny shoes.
0: Out. Yeah, get some really good shoes. So uh, what what um, what was the highlight? You know I have a highlight in my head. What's the highlight for you Hervey of this year's catcom?
1: I think I was really shocked on Friday morning uh, to see the crowd that was waiting at 9 o'clock in front of the door. Um, So it's not the first time we do the the Friday morning thing. We kind of tried, you know, the Saturday, Sunday in the past. We've tried the Friday afternoon or evening and Saturday. And and so we started, I think it was in 2020. We did Friday day and Saturday during the day as well Mm -hmm. Um, but Friday usually is a day where you know I mean it starts slow it's more like you know soft opening and then builds at the end of the day towards the evening and Saturday is complete madness and I remember just telling the ushers so the ticket um, takers plus the, the box office guys so you know Friday morning it's gonna be okay you know don't you, don't you worry, it's going to be a progressive start because they also have to learn, you know, the tickets and all those kind of things. And so, you know, they have to kind of ease themselves into it. And I remember coming with like a handful of badges and and, and walk across the, the the SAS over there, the, the entry door. And I see that line that goes like all the way across the lobby, all the way, all the way, that wraps outside, that comes back and was like, there's probably like 500 people waiting right here. Yeah. <laughs> and I could not, like it, something was so wrong about it. And well, I mean, it's it's awesome, but I was not expecting that. And everybody was on, under shock. Steve just walked out to it. He was like, well, what is happening? Is it for us? So yeah, I believe so. And, and so that was that was great. And it actually gave me um, a really good feeling. It's like the first one we had in Versailles in Kentucky where... We had said to everybody, it's about 8 30 or 9 o'clock in the morning, I don't and I'll remember. In an hour earlier, in the most freezing temperature you can imagine, you had a line of people, mostly in t shirt outside that was really going quite far away. And, you know, it kind of gave yeah. me that, like, oh, we're back to the source. This is like, this is great. So, kudos to all those people.
0: Yeah. And I didn't really know, other than, you know, so I knew that it was going to be bigger than Kansas city. Cause it's the OG, you know, it's the original one. It's uh it's a, like you said earlier, it's the community has already been built around that town. They know, um, and it, it, we had longer to advertise it. And then the vendors started stacking up. Steve kept sharing the vendors and I was like, man, there's more vendors. There's even more vendors and more mm-hmm. vendors. And then Steve, told me, he said, yeah, this is the most vendors we've ever had. And I was like, wow, really? And then we started going into um, <coughs> uh, into the chats. And then people were like, yeah, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I got my hotel room, boom. And I'm like, okay. So it, it's, it's going to get big and big. And then Steve asked me one day, uh, we were talking on the phone about something else. And he goes, so you think there's going to be a lot of YouTubers there? I said, heck, yeah. I said, the, the buzz is hot. Like, the buzz is on fire. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's saying they're going. And everybody that said they were going, most most people said they were going, showed up. And um, it was really overwhelming. I I did not realize that all of these people were going to be there. And, and it was amazing.
1: And a lot of new channels, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know, we have to... Uh, i think this is wonderful honestly i mean in the past we've seen you know established channels you know the the names who we all know um and, and the smaller one and we are part of the smaller ones i mean you know <laughs> to to be to be precise but we have so many new little channels that popped up here and there and people are totally inspired by you know by others and And this is awesome when you think about it, you know, it's like we're transmitting something. It's like a a tradition in some ways, but, you you know, people are free that, you know, they start expressing themselves and they start being, being themselves. And, you know, just like having no fear and putting themselves out there. And that's a major change, I think, in the sport. Um, Everybody's becoming empowered. And from the little guys, I mean, in age, I mean, there's, Mm -hmm. for example, Tim Hardwick's... uh, uh, fiance's uh, kids so Tim Hardwick uh, was uh, I mean he's the guy that was behind whisker sticks uh, you, you may you may know him and so he's uh, I guess fiance's uh, sons both of them are maybe high like you know three apples and they just started a channel at catfish conference this time and I've not checked but I mean they acquired I don't know a couple of dozens of subscribers like just almost overnight. And but but that's great, and so many other people I've seen that I had never seen before. Uh, and I mean, if it's not a testament to everybody else out there, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. And I see, Hardwick Angling, there, there he is. I see in the comments, uh, he <laughs> created a new channel uh, as well, team. So, Hardwick Angling, go and check <laughs> it out.
0: Go check it out, Mike. What was the highlight for you?
2: Well, I'm probably gonna make Herve blush. But we were sitting down for well, dinner. Hang on,
0: let's um let's it make was, sure he's uh, big screen so we can
2: see him blush.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: I was we were sitting down for dinner. Uh, what night was that? Thursday night? No, it's Friday Friday, Friday night. night. It
1: was Friday night. Friday
2: yeah. night. And it was Anna and <clears throat> Trish, Bexy and Vonnie and myself. And we had ordered our food, and Herve entered alone. And I waved at him, and they were going to seat him at a table by himself. And I saw him carrying uh, his, uh, his, uh, I think it was his laptop bag. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's going to keep working. He's not going to sit down and enjoy his meal. And I was like, and I think to myself, I could do that but I wouldn't want to. And if I don't want to, then I don't want anybody else to. So he he walks over to say hi to us and ask us how everything was going. And before he got there, I told everybody, I was like, this table is meant to seat one more chair, isn't it? And everybody's like, my gosh, it is! there's a chair over there along the wall. I was like, okay. So I turned around and I asked George, our server. I said, Hey George, okay. If we fit one more in here. And he's like, sure. Why not? So we invite her to sit down and have dinner with us, and we just had a delightful conversation, talking about not only the conference and our our first day experience, but also uh, family and who's at home and and uh, children and and dogs and everything. And, and who sees
1: Encanto? About... I have to say,
2: yes, yes, Trish and. And Bex and Vonnie broke out in song. They were singing, We Don't Talk About Bruno. And uh, it it was fantastic. Yeah, we were <laughs> talking about Disney movies that, that the kids enjoy. And Hervey and I were having our our dad talk. We had we had one, pretty pretty good one in Kansas City. And I think yep. that our kids are Not quite the same age, but certainly we can relate, and uh, so it was fantastic. It 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 was it was really wonderful. Um, So the highlight that's an example. That's the example. uh, Like we were saying, the feeling of family, Mm -hmm. and you can't you can't plan everything that happens. You cannot get everybody in the right spot at the right time. Yeah, but. Even if you show up a few minutes later, there's always there's always space to squeeze in. Mm. So uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe Herve, What did you think of the?
1: I mean the, the that, dinner? that that's that's right. That that's exactly what it is. And I've got an anecdote about Kansas City, and I'll come back in a second about that. But that night, indeed, I mean, it was after the uh, the dinner from from the ACA. I was shot. Uh, I didn't want to drive back home, and I had a talk with Lauren. She said, well, you know, just stay over there. I said, okay. But, you know, you, you feel guilty. Like, yeah, I wanted to go back home, but I stayed over there. And I said, well, you know what? I, I'm just I'm just going to work. I've got so much stuff to up, update anyways. It's got to be done for the following day because there's a lot of work that goes into it for the preparation of the day after. And um, I was starving. I said, well, just walked through, the, you know, the corridor, and I smell like a steak. And I was like, wow, i got to go get Get something, and I walk in there, and they say, "Well, there's a table right here," and I was about to go and sit, and I see Michael at the back. Hello, (laughs) I said, "Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go and say hello to, to the crew." And by the time I, as you said, I arrived over there, they had added a chair and George. Uh, the waiter was uh, pretty efficient at that. And George has seven kids. I mean, he's uh, he I thought was, it
2: was six.
0: Uh, yeah, six yeah.
1: or seven. He was busy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that number fluctuated, Kevin. <laughs> I had a, I had a kick with that. I just, I had a big
0: kick with that. But- I'll save my reasonings go ahead everybody sorry
1: but he, he he was a fun a fun guy, but after it's all the the conversation it's all like that you know spirit of camaraderie that you know is around the table and and although you're sitting with perfect strangers you all have something in common you and, and it's so it's so easy to connect with everybody everybody's just so nice and so laid back relaxed and, and, and it's like if you'd known people around you for like forever mm. um, and that's the that's really, really cool part of it. And not to mention the fact it was totally unplanned. And that spontaneous or spontaneity aspect is is amazing. It's like the dinner we all had in uh, in Kansas City, guys. Mm. I, I don't know if you all remember that, but that was pretty, uh, pretty spontaneous yeah, was as well. I was trying
0: to figure out how to share <coughs> those pictures. I can't get them to, to, uh, to pop up. We have another visitor with us.
1: Oh, there's Chris. Hey
4: what's going on everybody what's going on sitting here in my truck because my my partner's snoring in the hotel room So, (laughs) (laughs) hang out with you guys for a minute
0: (laughs) i was about to send the link to dave too but i guess it wouldn't work (laughs) oh man
4: he's snoring on his phone his phone's been going off right there in his face and he's passed out
0: yeah man you've been wearing him out with all the fishing and working and
4: yeah, he's not used to this, man, but he's been having a good time. He says he's up for another trip, so he's he's ready to come back next year.
0: Good. Well, those of you who are listening on the podcast, we have Chris Flores of Muddy River Catfish and just joined us. So, uh, welcome, and you've been traveling the country on the way to the CatCon, worked the CatCon. Um, it's packed up and then traveled to Alabama and fished with Steve Douglas today. How was that?
4: oh man we got lots of sunset pictures man (laughs) yeah it's a beautiful lake i got lots of sunrise (laughs) sunset pictures for you guys so you were a photographer today (laughs) yeah it was tough man the water was up there was a lot of debris um we tried yesterday steve sent us to go catch skipjack and he he gave us a couple contacts to go meet up with us so we went out with the Ishcombers, and they were showing us the ropes on fishing for skipjack. And man, we must have done a thousand casts all afternoon, and we none of us caught one skipjack. So Steve was pretty confident that we'd be loading ice chests full of them. And he ended up bringing some uh, some frozen stuff he had from a while back, I'd say. And uh, a while back, yeah. Base <laughs> wasn't optimal, and uh, the weather conditions weren't perfect but all in all uh we did start our uh, our own record label on the boat and got our first <laughs> rap song out <laughs> no, i just messed around having fun with friends so it was it was good all in all it was a good time
0: that's awesome man
4: yeah that
0: i i saw um doc lang was on uh, a channel earlier. And he was talking about how hard the bait's been defined down there. So I don't think you're the only ones.
4: Right. Yeah, do Doc, was Doc was out there. <laughs> <we're at. laughs>
0: Steve, right away, we stuck.
4: <laughs> yeah. uh, Doc was out there right where we were at, and he was on his boat. And I think he only caught like like five or ten skipjacks all day while he was out there. So.
0: Yeah, Wheeler or Wilson Lake?
4: Wilson.
3: Hmm.
0: So, yeah, um, and again, welcome, Chris. Uh, So, Hervey was talking about, and I didn't want to leave that point uh, sitting there, but Hervey was talking about Kansas City. And uh, since we're mentioning, I saw Uncle Lou ask, uh, Kansas City is still not decided yet on the date. It's definitely happening. But the date is going to be late October, early November. And that's because last year in November, it was on the first day of rifle season. So I think we lost, well, uh, we know we lost a lot of possible attendees because they were out hunting. So Herve and Steve are working to, uh, with the, the, the site to determine, you know, what a good date would be, is that right, Hervey?
1: That's correct. Yes. So we're doing everything we can to avoid deer hunting season. Uh, we've heard you guys out there. We've heard you very loud. <laughs> <laughs> so, message received. Um, so we're doing everything we can to relocate those dates a tiny bit before. But it's it's not as easy as as just requesting a change of dates. You know, you've got to be within a certain type of. Of period there's a lot of uh, you know other shows that you have to kind of you know squeeze in between um and so they're working with us to to find the best date and and also it's got to work for you know for for the vendors as well so mm-hmm. we're, we're trying great. to to jungle all the priorities and but basically priority number one is don't do that at the weekend we're thinking about doing it so yeah. we, we've learned
0: so to to go off that point and i see michael you want to say something i just want to say one quick thing um yeah, the, the Kansas City environment is so much different. Um, it's different, but it's still it's good. So Kansas City, unlike Louisville, um, you can pretty much walk anywhere you want to go. So if you stay in one of the hotels around the conference center, you park your car and you don't have to touch it again for the rest of the weekend. You can walk to the convention center. It's so nice tons of bathrooms (laughs) very clean and uh, (laughs) uh, ask me about bathrooms later but but uh (laughs) but uh but yeah so you know it's it's very different atmosphere and and what herve was talking about is we were going to dinner and you know we were picking up hey we're going we're going to dinner you want to go yeah and then the line just kept stacking on and on and on and um Hervey sent me a picture, and I'm trying to figure out how to get it. I'll I'll put it up as soon as I figure it out. Um, But there's a whole line behind Hervey, and he takes a picture. And there's like 20 of us, and we just went and we owned this restaurant. I think it was like Thursday or Friday night. It was so much fun because, you know, although you couldn't talk to everybody as you were eating, you know, uh, while when you were finished, you pop up and go talk to this person here, and then go over here and talk to this person, and you really get to know people as Mm -hmm. opposed to louisville where um you know you have to pretty much drive anywhere you wanted to go so that i think that was that's the big difference between kansas city and louisville
2: mike i was going to try to put hervey on the hot seat a little bit there uh questions about kansas Uh city even though the date isn't set Mm -hmm. um do you you mentioned vendors do you already have vendor commitments despite the fact that there is no date set, like committed to come?
1: Yes. So I can't really mention who yet, sure, but the majority sure, yeah. of the vendors and, and most, if not all of that, the ones that you have seen um, in 2021 uh, will come back. And again, you know, th- those events are really important in the the kind of life cycle of uh, of the vendors so normally they, they kind of stick with you once you're able to you know help them uh, in their quest to grow and, and sustain sustain their own families so we have a lot of a uh, lot of commitments yet and uh, that's it, it's more some sort of loyalty for catfish conference more than the location and, and the dates themselves yeah. um, and and that's just there's no word to describe that this is really great
2: now, I did notice in Louisville that there were still a few that appeared to maybe be uh, embracing the supply chain challenges, mm-hmm. uh, but there were several that looked like they had an abundance of product available. How how do you feel, generally speaking, uh, about the the vendors that you've been in contact with? Do you feel that's improving? Do you feel that it's... Here and there how do you feel
1: about that it's improving um, it is improving most of them have received um, some or if not all of their shipments and they have already placed orders which you know now you're kind of looking into a six months horizon um, if you are um, basically getting your goods through container and some of the vendors are also switching to, um, to getting their things through airplane instead of boat. So it's costing them way more. Mm-hmm. But that's also a way to get your stuff way quicker and, and be able to guarantee you know, your clients that they are going to get what they want to buy. And, and that's been the problem. So I think it's, they kind of rebalance the, the way they import uh, products if it's not made uh, in the U.S., and, and yeah, that you know, everybody learns. Everybody learns. But again, it comes at the price, right? You know, the it's way more expensive. They can eat some, I mean it's eating some of their margin, but it's also something that's passed along to, to the customer. And and Chris, I mean, Chris, you have your road lines. I mean, you can tell us how this went for you for you, because uh, you also had a quite quite an experience with importing goods.
4: Yeah, it, it was tough. I, I was, because of that, I wasn't able to make um, the Kansas City show. But I did get my goods rods for this show. And um, I didn't even I'm on my way to the sale yet, so I can make sure I had an inventory for the show. And as far as uh, all the community, always part of a show up and forever that it was a amazing show to recommend anybody and you will always uh the captain.
0: You're breaking up just a little bit, but I think we we all heard what you were saying. You you couldn't get your inventory in for the Kansas City show and when you got it in, uh, those of you who didn't hear, he said that he didn't even put it on his website. He gave mm-hmm. some to some of his wholesalers and then brought everything to CatCon to make sure that all of his loyal customers got a chance to buy some. So, uh, and he said he'll always support Catfish Conference. Chris, maybe if you try going out and coming back in, it might it might help you. Okay. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, that, I think that's awesome. And I also heard, um, I didn't hear, I, so I, I probably did a little bit of what Herve does. Um, Without being asked, just because I was curious, (laughs) I was going around and talking to the vendors and just asking them how business was. And uh, I was very surprised on Friday that they were very surprised on Friday. Mm -hmm. And uh, for instance, one of our friends, Daniel Rimmer from Never Lost Anchors, sold out of his anchors. He sold every single one he brought. So he had to go home Friday and make more anchors, paint them, so that he'd have more to bring back on Saturday, because he wasn't expecting them to sell out. Um, and that right there is a testament to to how many you know how many people came out and how how ready people were to uh, get some product. I know Tackle Bandit had a line that was probably <laughs> thirty yards long the whole time. Those poor ladies at the register just had to stand there the whole time. <laughs> they didn't stop. They all all right. <laughs> they
1: were busy. They were booking.
0: Yeah, they're really busy. Uh, do you have any stats from like vendors? what did you hear from them, Hervey?
1: Um, for a major part of them, um, they were all really, really happy. And uh, of course, you know, Friday, as I said earlier, Friday normally is like a you know the, the warm-up day, so you do something. But usually, it's about, I'd say, a third of what you would do, you know, over the, the overall period of a Catfish Conference. But this time, Friday almost was bigger than most Catfish Conference two days in the past. Wow. And so we really went through through the sky you know, for, for some of the numbers and some of the vendors. And again, we don't, you know, we, we hear the feedback, but it's not some numbers that we would verify. So we have to, you know, right. to, to be cautious with that. Uh, that's, uh, that's on their side. But, you know, some of them pass six figures. And, you know, it represents a major amount of income for the year for, for the companies of, that are there. I mean, it's it's a lot of product that walks out the door. It's a lot, a lot of product, and and again, you know, it's perhaps the fact that you know we haven't had an event in two years, so people saved and and were waiting for it, or simply because you know uh, there are more products now available in the market, and people have taken that habit of you know just waiting a second going to the event and, and wanting to see the product in their hands. They want to see it. They want to feed it. They want to know how it works. I mean, you know, it, it speaks it speaks all the, the word you wants. I mean, you, you need to have it in your hand to make a decision. And perhaps that choice that you have out there, um, you know, inspire people to buy more at, um, you know, just buy more in general.
0: Well, Mike, I know you've seen it um, in the past two years, COVID time. Um, you've seen the the YouTube community grow. I mean, I've have come in myself. Um, you've seen products get introduced that never were there, and then COVID hit, and we couldn't go to CatCon to, to experience those. We couldn't go to CatCon to to meet the new people. Do you think? Do you agree with Herve, and Mike, that that's probably one of the big reasons that it was so big
2: oh i I definitely would agree with that and the like you had mentioned earlier that there was an i think you said an allure and and i like the word and i i too knew that two years ago i would have opted not to go even if it were there I would have been like, you know, guys, I'm going to, I'm going to sit this one out. I'm just going to wait to see what this, what this stuff is that's Mm -hmm. going on out there, you know, and then having gone through the virtual one and then, uh, later on having the opportunity to go to Kansas city, I knew I had to go. I'm like, I'm like, I, 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 pushed it off. I, I said, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to drive 10 hours. you know, no, no, no. And then it wasn't there. <laughs> and then the opportunity showed up three hours from my house or two and a half hour, whatever it was from my house. And I'm like, yep, I'm going. And as soon as I got the taste that I got in Kansas city, I knew I needed the taste of Kentucky. Mm. And, uh, I, I, I was not wrong. I was not wrong. That was fantastic event it was a fantastic location uh i i definitely agree that we need some hammocks or some couches or benches of some sort and we uh, do have a channel called hook massage vendor and uh or some sort of uh I don't know, elect electro stimulating socks or something to help recondition <laughs> our legs. Chris even said it too. He's like, he's like, your feet are gonna be killing you. I'm like I'm like, nah, I'm fine, you know, but uh, you know, some people wanted carpet. It's like, well, that's great and all, but I'm a warehouse supervisor, so I'm used to the concrete. <clears throat> So maybe that's why I got along better than other people did because I'm used to this, this mm. stuff. But it that is one thing we missed cat.
0: Trish just brought up uh, in chat. that uh, The only thing I missed about Virtual Cat was the stink bait test. Oh, that was awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> those guys mm. are cool guys. <laughs> and uh,
0: those of you listening, if you don't know what we're talking about, so in 2021, there was no Catfish Conference, which is what Mike just alluded to. Um, so we did the first ever virtual conference and we had the vendors come up and do a 15 minute spotlight on their products. And they had great codes and free shipping and things like that. Well, and lips, the owners of Rip and lips came up and Doug, uh, well, Herve actually challenged Doug to eat stink bait. And f- in, in return, Herve or CatCon would buy 10 Rip and lips rods. And, uh, at first, they weren't going to do it, and then they just kept going on, and we kept egging them on. And all of a sudden, they pick up the dip bait and unscrew the lid, and they hold it up, and we're like, uh-oh, is this going to happen? Meanwhile, I had another vendor in the in the, in the the basement ready to go. And I was like, well, they're just going to have to wait a second. And all of a sudden, Doug sticks his finger in there and just whoop, puts it in his mouth and goes to town. <laughs>
2: that was a big scoop with that finger. He hooked things. a big old scoop of it.
1: Heroic. He did fantastic. <laughs> Very proud of him, really, truly.
0: And then I ruined Chris's prank.
4: <laughs> he called me out, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, the be better one. Come on, Chris. Chris
0: Chris came up uh, Came up later, and he had some peanut butter that said "stink bait" on it, and we weren't falling for that. But <laughs> <laughs> I broke the bro code on that one. I gave. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. So one of the, the I'm going to talk about my highlight. The highlight for me was obviously the golden whiskers. You know, um, Mike and I uh, kind of came up with the idea. Uh, well, Mike came up with the idea, and and Mike and I took it. You know, to the next level. And, and, uh, and, you know, definitely thanks to Tom for, uh, for naming it the Golden Whiskers. But I never thought, you know, from that day, which was, you know, not too long ago, a little over a year ago when we first started doing it or talking about it, that it would ever be at CATCON. At this time, neither of us had talked to, um, Steve or Chris or Herve or, or anybody about catfish conference and the golden whiskers so to have the golden whiskers the the second year in existence at catfish conference was pretty darn cool um in my mind and you know it was it was an honor to be up there on stage even though people were making fun of my suit but uh but i thought it was i thought it was jamming but the but anyway was perfect I, I thought it was it went the, the only you know of course i'm going to notice everything that's wrong with it uh my one of my microphones went out my lapel mic went out but uh you know thankfully everybody on on at home still heard most of it but uh i thought it was great the energy in the room was amazing Steve came up to me later and he said, "Man, did you hear all them screaming and hollering?" And I was like, "Yeah, I was I was in front of them. It was awesome." And uh, he was he was getting jazzed about everybody's energy and oh man, you just you just felt the excitement. We had small YouTubers there, we had subscribers, we had vendors sitting in there, we had professional anglers in the audience. We had YouTube legends like Chris Flores in there, and we had Steve Douglas sitting there and Dieter and uh I mean ki- catfish and fishing and stuff, and I mean you just had a little bit of everybody there, and it was almost like the a micro well, it was a macro, it, it was it was the catfish community all together, little bits and pieces of every facet of it. And I don't know if people realize that, but there was you know the small YouTubers, the big ones, the owners of Catcon, YouTube legends, vendors, professional anglers. I mean, you had everybody there.
1: It was everybody. That's the thing. It's everybody.
0: Everybody was there to see it. And I think that um I think that now that it's been presented at Catcon, not not only do we, you know, I have my work cut out for me for next year, but I think it's going to be even bigger and I think we're going to have to expand the seating space.
1: <laughs> we definitely need more seating. And again, you know, you said something about you know you know you notice all the details or the things that you thought were, you know, needed adjustments. Mm-hmm. But what people saw, and I'll speak on behalf of everybody there, mm-hmm. was you know, someone that took the initiative to make the community even better mm-hmm. with with something totally new. And that's what it's all about, right? Mm-hmm. It's that's the inspiration. And, and I think people are extremely supportive of that. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the feedback you got. And it's not just like one silo within you know, the, the catfishing, you know, space. It's it's everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where you see that everybody's so tight. And that's the cool part of it. And we thank you for having done that because you've done an excellent job. It was, you, it was really excellent.
0: Well, and, and I, I want to say that even though I'm the face of the Golden Whiskers and I hosted it, you know, I couldn't have done it without this guy up here, you know, that guy right there and this guy right here and this guy right here and Steve. And Steve
1: and, that's in the chat although that's right yeah, over here. And, there we and, go. Look,
0: and look, not only that, but we had people that recommended new categories. You know, Lyle Stokes recommended a category. We had, um, you know, an international channel uh Chris is the one that suggested the the female angler of the year, you know, and, and kind of said, you know, that needs to be there. And I was like, I agree, let's do it. Um, and even this year, I've gotten more suggestions on how to make it even better. Um, next year we're going to have, or starting now, you know, I'm, I'm on the search right now for a nomination committee. And, uh, you know, I haven't asked, uh, I haven't asked our other buddy, Tom, but the three creators of it are on the committee, but I need seven more committee members. And I don't want people like me. I want people opposite of me to be on the committee so that um, we can nominate videos. And I think uh, everyone who won this year definitely deserved to win. I don't, I don't think there, anybody didn't deserve to win, but I think uh, we could have, uh, you know, a better pool of nominees overall if we have a a group of 10 people really concentrating and all year long, finding those amazing video clips Mm -hmm. to put out there. What do you think about that, Chris? I I don't want to put you on the spot, but what do you, what do you think about that?
4: Yeah, I agree, man. Um, I think there's probably like you're saying, there's more content out there that hasn't been discovered. And of course there's new YouTube channels coming out all the time. So it's, if you could have a committee that's dedicated to looking for that, for that new talent, absolutely. Um, it'll just help grow the community and you're doing an excellent job, man, by the way, on the, on the golden whiskers thing, man. Uh, like Hervey was saying, it, it, it brought something new. It's, it's grown the community and brought us closer in a way, I guess. Um, something out of the box that i'm sure we would have never thought of right (laughs) but we need fresh minds like like uh like you man so props to you thank you so much Mm -hmm.
2: chris is absolutely right there too one thing that i I want to tack on to what kevin said and and, uh what herve said was that this is collaboration Mm -hmm. and a lot of people in youtube Look at it as if it's some sort of a competition or a contest or it's territorial. And, you know, they have their shows and their show's going to be run their way. And they oh. try to, you know, get this guest before anybody else or, you know, um, somebody catches a gigantic fish. And they want them on their show as soon as possible, you know, which may be two or three days from then. And and I understand exclusivity. I understand timing. I understand all that. But look at what Chris just said. You're talking about you're hearing words from a man who is a YouTube uh, creator quite possibly, you know, the one of one of the three originals in in my my view. Well, he's a you know, he's who, a certified legend. He he set he started the fire, you know. Um and 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 then you add to that that he is a businessman selling a tremendous product, you know, tr- tremendous product line. But yet he knows Together, we we can all achieve more. Mm. You know, Hervey knows that. Kevin knows that. So many of us know that. But it, even then, it's not just about that, too. It's about the feeling, you know, because part of me felt bad when I pitched Kevin the idea because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to give this guy so much work. <laughs> uh, but
0: I thought at first.
2: I, I give people the idea if I think they're the right person for it. And I throw ideas all over the place. And sometimes they stick. And sometimes the, the people are like, nah, man, that's not going to work. You know? And, and, and it's true. I, I bet I don't even bat 500. You know, it's I'm, I'm more like 750, 850. <laughs> you know? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, it, it is about the collaboration. You know? Think about it. You know, I've, I've been watching... Uh, uh, chicken liver chum bait you know how many years ago was that chris nine probably 10 years years. ago you know and uh then you got uh you know all all the way through to when when uh you said it was the last time you thought you were going to get to fish with isa and Mm -hmm. uh and everything in between you know and here we are you know we're having fun we're 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 it's changing it's ever changing and we're enjoying it we're embracing all of it so mm-hmm.
1: and, and you know perhaps something you just said uh, you know the the feeling of, of collaboration or that Fundamental, you know, aspect of what we're doing, and that's mostly driven publicly by YouTube. So, you know, pe- people expect that from the public and, and you know, YouTubers and anglers. But it goes beyond that. Truly, I mean, we see it from the business perspective because we're in touch with all the vendors. So, on a commercial standpoint as well, although it's not really publicized or it's really you know kept on the down low, a lot of the vendors now talk to each other. We talk to them; they talk to us. We kind of put people in touch as well. And the same spirit you see on YouTube for that collab in general is starting to really unfold as well for the vendors. And one has a pro- one has a problem, you help, and vice versa. And that is a major change as well. And that's also one of the reasons why the the sport is growing faster than anything else out there. It's because. We're stronger together, but as a really as an ecosystem, as a full 360 type of approach, just not one side putting you know way you know above and on one side. Say it um,
0: again. Say it again.
1: It's a community. <laughs> We're a group. We're growing faster. Wow. There we go.
0: Yeah, that. So I I agree with everything everybody said. You know, and and I just uh you know being being in front of people is something that I do for a living. So it. I'm not going to say that I'm any better than anybody else at doing that. I just, I'm used to it, but, um, but being in front of a crowd of people that, um, are there for that one purpose and have that energy makes it so easy. And, uh, you know, I just, I can't wait. I've already been brainstorming. I know everybody else has just thinking things are popping about things that we can do differently. And, and I think that, um, I think that Herve and Steve are are really smart, Uh, you know, finding new ways to build excitement in the Catfish Conference. I mean, they're going from being the only show in town to having competition um, and then adding a new Catfish Conference and then talking about CatCon at the beach. Which I, I'm not going to let Hervey off the hook on that one. I'm going to let him talk about that in a second.
1: I thought you had forgotten the question. I was like, yes. <laughs> to, uh,
0: to having YouTubers having a big booth and really driving the show to, um, you know, having a CatCon crew to make videos to build interest, to having the Golden Whiskers there, and I just uh, I think I think it's really smart that you know it's really easy it's really easy to get stuck in our old ways, right? It's really easy to say, we've always done it this way. So we're always going to do it that way. And although that, you know, that mindset could work in some situations, it's usually a recipe for a dying something, right? We say it in education all the time. We have teachers that refuse to, you know, learn new ways of doing things. The, Kids change, but the mode of giving the instruction doesn't. So there's going to be a disconnect. There's going to be problems. The mode of catfish conference, the people change. The products change. So if you always do what you always done, you're always going to get what you always got. And so I think that's super smart. And I'm glad uh, and thankful and blessed to be able to work alongside with people that see that. And uh and I, I don't know. That's I'm. I'm going to keep rambling because I'm just. I'm excited. I'm excited about the next one.
1: Well, we. It's it's accidental. It's part. You know, it's I mean, Steve is the brain of the operation. I'm just there to you know to, to help. But um <laughs> uh, I mean, I I think perhaps you know it's something. Steve and I we we share. We we hate routine, right? We need something new all the time. So we're always talking about like so some crazy stuff. And we hate doing the same stuff we just did because it becomes kind of boring. So we, we are always looking for that next you know the, the what next question. But at the same time, we're also pretty unorganized uh, when we organize catfish conference. so <laughs> it, it really results into something that works, but it's accidental. so it kind of um, you know it kind of gives a different feel each time, which is great. I think it's it ends up working pretty good for us. But, again, we don't take credits for that. It just happens because of our own bad habits. Uh, so if someone wants to copy us out there, you're going to find it very hard to do the same. Uh, do yeah, because I,
0: I agree. I, I just had this conversation with my boss, my principal, and I said, you know the difference between our school and other schools that are like us? We make a difference because our team is strong. Our team is a well-oiled machine and the fact that we respect each other and can feed off each other and allow each other to have input makes us a better team than the other team. So, um, you know, it translates to everything. I mean, Mike's a warehouse manager. I guarantee you, he agrees with me. Uh, he just has to deal with, you know, a bunch of adult, (laughs) adult people instead of little people. But, um, you know, and then Chris, you know, he owns two businesses and, and has a family, and, it, you know, it doesn't, It nothing would get, three businesses, sorry, I didn't even know about the <laughs> I was going to do it for you. I was like, not really know, about at least three. <laughs> I do like four, I got four or five jobs, you know. <laughs> He's the, the Jamaican lady off of uh, In Living Color. <laughs> How many jobs you got? <laughs> anyway, uh, Steve said we all get or did. That's right. That's right. right. All right. So so let's hear from Hervey.
1: Catcon at the beach.
0: beach. Is that going to be a thing? um, Ever? There's
1: there's a a rumor out there. there. There's There's a rumor out there. No. So I mean, I love the concept of having a catcon at the beach. I mean, you know, we talked about the different environments in which we've been, right? So there's you know Lovell. That's what it is. It's kind of like, you know, the home turf. And then you have, you know, Kansas City, which has a totally different feel. And and we came with the concept of why not doing something like at the beach? I mean, you know, it's like part of life. People enjoy themselves. It's a totally different angle. And I believe people would come still over there. And even if they didn't, we'd have fun for, you know, whoever wants to come. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we are looking into it, um, that in another location, That's more in the South. Um, Now it's more a matter of, you know, where and when to place those events throughout the year. And it's also for the vendors to be ready to absorb one new event on top of Mm -hmm. that. I think that's the hard part. It's hard. I mean, you got to remember these guys also have families. They also have, for most of them, a full-time job. So each time they come to a Catfish Conference event, you know, they got to take off like three, four days, maybe five days. There's Two all the, weeks, the, like credit. there's all the <laughs> prep before, but if you also look at they are gonna flush some inventory um, through the event, that means they also have to invest even more before, and you know it can be very costly to get that inventory, um, you know, ready for an event that's like three or four months in advance. So you're really tying up a lot of cash sometimes for a smaller company yeah. or even some individuals, and even the bigger companies, you know, it's because it's proportional to amount of sales you have but the problem remains the same having that cash flow to be able to do that is a complex thing so we're working you know with everybody to really understand if it's feasible and truly feasible without putting a strain uh, on on their their families and if it is um, you know great but it's also our job to take that into consideration and to help them build what they're doing right now until the point where you know it's it's healthy for everybody to do it and we don't put pressure on anybody it's got to be the right timing for, for for all
0: yeah i agree it's it's a it's a chess match i mean i'm sure chris could speak to that you know what he was talking to me chris and i were talking on the phone about how long he had to start preparing for this one you want to share a little bit about that chris oh man i mean getting I the trailer ready and
4: yeah so um just because just because i have multiple jobs or (laughs) um it just takes my time i'm so divided on my time that um, it's hard to dedicate enough of it to each individual one when it needs it Uh, for example uh one of the things that i get complimented on are my are my fishing rods and that they're you know the eyes aren't bent and there's this and that well I go through each rod personally and make sure that they're perfect before I even load them in the trailer. Um, the other thing that did take a little bit of time that wasn't typical was the, uh, building of those display stands that I made for the, for the fishing rods. And then, uh, just other stuff I had to, I mean, that trailer has been sitting there for a year. So I had to put new tires on it, grease the bearings, do all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I ended up taking, I think, almost a little over two weeks off of my contracting job just to prepare for CatCon and make sure everything was where it needed to be. But I, w- I wouldn't trade it for the world, man. I-, I love being at that show.
0: Yeah, and it's just, uh you know, I wanted you to talk about that because that's something people may not even realize is, oh, yeah, I didn't think about the, you know, the trailer maintenance mm-hmm. and the the quality control aspect of it, especially for a small, smaller company. You know, if you have a company that has six or seven people working at it, you know, you can delegate the jobs a little more like, you know, Hey Mike, go, go grease the the wheels and, you know, Herve go check the eyes on the rods and I'll do this. Meanwhile, trying to sell rods online, ship shirts, all that stuff. So,
1: right. And it takes a second for for brands to to take off and, you know, I mean, Chris, you're one of the perfect examples for it, but not only you. I mean, a a lot of, a majority of the vendors we have today at Catfish Conference, they started five, six years ago. I mean, they had a small 10 by 10. It was all like, you know, one guy or a lady in the basement somewhere doing something because they had the passion. But, you know, building those businesses, which some of them are, you know, they're pretty, pretty large. It's multimillion dollar businesses now. Um, they've done it right, but it's, it's a lot of constraints. And, you know, I can never stress that enough. You know, business owners, I mean, it's the worst position you can really think about. It's great when it succeeds, but it is so tiring. And I have so much respect for every one of them. Because the family life takes a big hit on that. When everybody is, you know, in bed, like they are right now, you know, they keep on working. They keep on working and packing the orders and shipping the orders and doing all those things and the ordering, the accounting and the website and this and that, the shipping. I mean, you have a list of things that's so, like, it never ends. And it's something that preoccupies you because you also have the financial aspect you put your family on the line for these kind of things it's not just because you think you're going to make money you're not making real money you're you're fueling a passion if you will until you come to a point where it's really large and you can tap into different type of markets which might be more uh, lucrative but in the meantime it, they deserve so much respect because it's almost like a, a public service that they are giving the community truly yeah, that's a,
0: that's so true you know, it's on a smaller level. It's like YouTube. You know, uh, you see, you see the super chats, or you see the you know people talking about ad revenue. But I guarantee you that everybody that has a channel in this chat and on screen, you know, unless they're they're getting thousands and hundreds of thousands of views every show or every video, they're putting in more than they're getting out of it. So uh definitely fueling that passion and that doesn't make good business sense, but if you're if you're uh doing what you love and love what you do, <laughs> I was waiting for Chris to start singing karaoke I can make a living out of love. There you go. <laughs> People were talking about um talking about karaoke at the next one, Chris. What do you think? <laughs>
4: If I can get Chris 2.0 to stand at my booth for a little while, I would be happy to host karaoke for you guys.
0: Well, hey man, you got Dave trained. I mean,
4: <laughs> it's just man, these shows are insane. When it, I mean, like I've got people left and right, you know, and I I try my best to give attention to every single person that comes to my booth, shake their hand, say hello, talk talk a little bit, you know. There's so, so many people that you're saying would some- give
2: your karaoke fans the attention that they want.
4: Yeah, because I'm going to get up on that stage. And I'm going to be. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got Marillo up next. Let's get him up here. He's going to do My Maria.
3: <laughs> my Maria. <laughs>
0: you know, I bet. And Hervey, you know, Hervey's a businessman, he's always thinking of new ways to, to increase revenue. I mean, charge five dollars for you know a chance to get up there and win a karaoke medal. <laughs>
1: we'll figure something out.
0: Karaoke Friday night.
1: I mean, you've already got the stage there,
4: right? You
0: already got the stage. You already got the sound system. I mean, yeah. Just saying.
1: <laughs> there was, yeah, let's speak about I'm, options.
2: I'm, I'm seeing another. Uh, Show title pop into my head now. Uh oh. (laughs) I'm scared. Oh man, that's so much fun. Hey, let's go go back to the beach thing for one question. Okay. Um, Herve, you're the only one who'd know this, I think. Logistically, do you think that CatCon at the beach is a location? that the vendors would find equally as attractive as Kansas City and Louisville, or is it a further hike for them?
1: Um, It's a further hike, but if you plan the three events together, you know, it's even for all at the end of the day, right? I mean, one might be shorter to your home than the other one, and you know, one of them is gonna be um, a big stretch. And perhaps you can do the, you know, the biggest trip because it's really too costly overall to do it. But you're still gonna have about two thirds of your um, vendors that are able to do it. Um, I believe so. And after it's you know, our job to go and pick up people that are closer than can make it. Um, or perhaps to advertise it in such yeah. a way where, you know, um, it's going to be worth for everybody. And if it's not just in direct sales, it's going to be in brand awareness. So, yeah. um, But but so far, vendors have been very good at, at trusting us and, and, you know, following the buzz. And I think that's where I think YouTube has a big role to play mm-hmm. is to help us establish new presences in, in communities where we don't have the same reach. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think also like a, an east coast beach type event would allow you to draw in different types of vendors mm-hmm. um you know because catfishermen are catfishermen but how many of us fish multi-species um you know you could bring in different vendors it would also bring in opportunities for for uh, people to do charters on the east coast saltwater fishing mm-hmm. um you know, there's a lot of different family type things to do on the east coast. It could draw vacationers in. Um, you know, vendors could if it was the right time of year, plan their vacations around that one uh, so they could be with their family. So I mean, there's a whole bunch of different possibilities depending on the time and, and the the timing is the hard mm-hmm. is one of the harder parts too. Exactly. Uh, picking a time to do it. It's
1: it's a strange balance, but again, we're we're getting there, and it's not gonna be in twenty twenty two. I can already say that. Yeah. Um. If we do something twenty twenty three, um, and that would be an an idea again.
0: So we can count on CatCon, Kansas City. At the end of November, beginning, I mean end of October, beginning of November. So if you're interested in finding out more about that, make sure that you're subscribed to the Catfish Conference YouTube channel. Keep checking back here on Palmetto Cats. Check out Muddy River Catfishing and Marillo's family fishing and the real deal podcast. It'll be, you know, we'll be getting information out on all those channels. Um, also the catfishconference.com, Catfish Conference Facebook page is where most of the information goes. Mm-hmm. Out. Um, check out those, those, uh, venues or those communication sources. And uh, I'm sure that that date will be rounding up soon in November. I mean, it's already March,
1: <laughs> it's gonna creep on us <laughs> it's really already really fast.
0: March. It's gonna, it's gonna come fast. Um, and, and you know, You don't want, if you want to make that, like I said, Kansas City is a different, a different feeling. Um, And it's something that you need to experience, I think.
1: I definitely think this time we should book an entire restaurant. I think we already had half of the restaurant, but this time we need to go to a step above and do like the catfish conference dinner, but like the dinner of the year, you know, like a hundred people more 150 and do something that's really, really, really cool. Um,
0: That sounds awesome.
1: And and think about it, guys, too. I mean, you know, a lot of you travel to these events. And so we always work with a partner hotel. And, Kevin, you were there, so you know Mm -hmm. how how cool it was. But in that case, we are at the Crown Plaza. And I believe we're going to work with them once again, which is exactly about 10 boats away, basically, from the conference center. Like, you can really walk over there. So you drop the car. You forget about your car for a couple of days. And you can walk to the center and you can walk back uh, to the hotel and then you can walk back to the restaurant that's just a block down and you have some really, really great restaurants. I mean, Kansas City is really cool. I mean, it's a really cool city. Enjoyed it very much.
0: There we Here's go. The picture we were trying to put up earlier. I was <laughs> muted. Um, this is just. Or right there to the corner. But if you look around the corner, there's more people coming down. And, uh, you know, it's just that's how it was all weekend. It was just a line of people going to dinner together, Uh, whether you were going axe throwing or or (laughs) or to the burger joint or or whatever.
1: It was fun. It was a lot of fun.
0: Steve Douglas said fun times.
1: Even Steve, he's not a city guy. He doesn't really like city too much, but he had a lot of fun.
0: I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, Freddie asked if there would be a YouTube merch area at Kansas City.
1: Yeah, of course. There you go. Freddie's a good guy.
0: Yeah, I got Freddie's hat on right now. Freddie's the one that uh, Freddie and Chris tried to make me cry like a baby up on stage, but it didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. but anyway y'all i, I think My uh we're an hour and 26 minutes into the podcast i just want to thank everybody that came and and uh was in the chat with us tonight and you could have had other things to do but you decided to come hang out with us and we appreciate it And uh, i had a blast so I, let's go through final thoughts uh chris final thoughts about CatCon 2022 and What are you looking forward to uh, for Kansas City?
4: Final thoughts, all in all, it was an amazing show. Um, I want to thank you guys for voting me legend of the year. That was amazing, true, true honor uh, to receive that award. Um, One thing that I did want to say, you were asking when I was jumping in here, what was was your favorite, your highlight of the trip? And I didn't get my shot at that, but I'm going to jump my in bag. and answer it anyway. Uh, I kind of threw that around and, and asked the people around me after the show was done. You know, I asked my family and everybody, and, uh, and I even asked Dave and stuff. And some, some had said that the, the Legend Award would probably be it. And uh, even though I am truly honored and, and humbled by it, you know, that was not it. And someone else had said maybe giving the boat away because that was, that was a cool thing. I said, no, that's not it. Uh, Issa said me seeing her pregnant, pregnant belly, knowing that I'm gonna be a grandpa and getting to actually experience that, that was that had to be it. And I although I really appreciated that and of course <laughs> Careful, I enjoyed thin it, line you, here, thin line. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't it. The one moment that made this whole conference for me, and and I had said that I would had I known this beforehand i would have drove straight over here if that was the only thing that i could have done i would have drove straight over here done that and gone straight back and have been perfectly happy with with the outcome and that was i was i was going 100 miles an hour had my booth going people coming at me left and right wanting to meet me talk to me uh people buying stuff and this gentleman comes up with his wife and he introduces himself and he says he's a big fan of my of my YouTube channel and he's been watching it for years. And uh, he pulled me aside and he said he wanted my help. Yeah. He wanted to know if I could help him. He felt that I was the one that could help him because he hadn't found anybody that can help him with this problem. <clears throat> well, he he went on to say uh, he showed me his he had a prosthetic limb. And uh, he says when I go fishing, I take all my rigs there and they're pre-tied and we go out and we fish, but then I get hung up sometimes and I, and I break off and I can't figure out how to smell a hook with my prosthetic limb. And he kind of caught me off guard. You know, I mean, I have so much going on that my mind's in a certain mode. So when I got presented with this, with this uh, problem to solve, it, it, I had to come back to, to another level of, Thought process. And so I was kind of there, kind of thinking about it. We're kind of doing a couple of things, and he's trying to get it. He can't really get it. And uh, I kind of come up with a solution, but it's not really working. And he says, Well, I appreciate you trying. And said, man, I'm sorry. I said, I, I wish I could come up with something better. And he leaves. And I get back to what I'm doing show, 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 boom, boom, boom. And then show's over i go to my hotel room dog tired take a shower go to sleep well the way my mind works two in the morning i wake up and i'm like i got it i got it like i don't know if i'm gonna see him again or not but i figured it out maybe i can figure out how to get a hold of him so i go to the show and i start setting up the next morning and lo and behold he walks up and i said just the person i'm looking for get over here i go to my trailer and i actually have some tackle and stuff I pull out a hook and some line and I said, hold it this way and, and do it like this. And sure enough, he was able to tie that snell knot. And he was so happy, so so happy. And and it was just a beautiful moment that I could you know help somebody who who believed in me that I could help them that way and and keep them fishing.
0: That's an awesome story, man. It's really,
3: so, really yeah, cool. that
4: was the highlight of my CatCon 2022.
1: Well this is really, really cool. And it shows you again the importance of just being yourself and just like keep on keeping on, you know, everybody, not only you, but everybody with their YouTube channels, because I think that, that you, you connect and you as a collective, you you connect with people on different level, different opportunities, different thought processes, different origins, nationality. I mean you, you name it. You connect with everybody and, and that story just you know makes the whole thing worth you know Mm.
0: that's really cool man i I mean that's hard to follow
1: (laughs) herve (laughs) follow it
0: (laughs) 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 well final thoughts survey and and maybe something you're looking forward to
1: i'm looking forward to being again all of us together uh, and, and keep on Growing all those friendships and just extending, you know, the, the catfishing hospitality uh, to to everybody out there. Um, and, and, again, just, like, being back together with the the, the whole catfishing family, that's, that's, that's my highlights. And, and, of course, like, keep having ideas like you brought with the, the golden whiskers and, and, you know, all the hammocks and everything else that you guys can think about. <laughs> just, like, drop everything. Allow us to be spontaneous and bring something cool to the next event. You're doing the work. I'm just there. But you guys do the hard work of thinking the new things.
2: <laughs> Mike? Well, I uh, I started coughing, so I chomped down two cough drops real quick, and I'll try to get this out before mm-hmm. I start coughing again. Um, the coughing actually made my right eye tear a little bit, and then Chris just kept it flowing right there
3: <laughs> you know
2: uh you know we love you chris but my goodness you you have a heart probably bigger than the united states man that is thank amazing that. amazing story thank you for sharing it um i i'm looking forward to uh continuing the collaboration like Hervey said a uh, few people have reached out with some great ideas my sister has some ideas, Trish, and uh, other than that, um, two things have happened in consecutive cat cons that weren't necessarily planned, but it, it both of them focused on supporting youth angling, which is important to everybody, whether it's supporting your own children in their angling or whether it's supporting other children and and their angling, and what happened at this last cat con uh, we were uh, Steve brought somebody over said, Hey, here's my friend. And I'm horrible with names. Once I say, Hey, I'm Mike. Boom. I forgot your name. So I forgot his name. And the worst part is he had a team Jersey with his name right on his shirt. And I still can't remember his name, but <clears throat> the rod company that, that he's sponsored by wanted to, get rid of 17 rods, and Steve is like, hey, I'm not going to do it over the PA, but my buddy here knows how to support youth angling, so I'm going to stick you with Mike. Mike, you take care of him. Show him how we do it, so I, again, got to uh, stop families with youth anglers and uh, walking around and tell them that, uh, you know, I work with work for the catfish conference and in conjunction with our friends here, you know, we want to support youth angling. Would you be willing to accept a free rod today? And this gentleman would hold the rod tip just out of the, the, the rod sock. And he'd be like, come on, take this rod out of there. And about halfway through that pile of rods, he had 17 rods, About halfway through that pile of rods, he's standing there. He wouldn't even look at me. He's talking. He said, This is really amazing. He's like, I can't believe this amazing feeling. He's like, and you, you did this before I said, it's okay, man. I was like, soak it all in. You might not feel this good the rest of the weekend. I was like, because looking at these little kids just explode with emotion. And the last girl was literally jumping up and down as she made her way to him to accept the free rod and halfway there she turned around and she asked her dad if it was really happening she said dad is this really real and he said yes honey they they want to give you that rod he's like you just got to smile you know let them take your picture and, and 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 say yes you know accept the rod and she held that rod and her fists were just clenched and she's looking up at the at the ceiling and both of her parents, you know, in a day and age right now where people don't embrace people that they don't know, both of them just kind of grabbed my forearm and, and reached out. And they're just like, thank you so much for this. You just made her year. And, uh, and she walked away. And when she turned, she nearly <laughs> took my head off with that rod. I had, to, I had to go backwards to get out of the way. But, but pretty that, cool. that man. was just incredible and and when the guy left he just said thank you for this and and just turned and walked away you know went back to the to the booth where his his team Mm -hmm. was and but yeah it was was incredible we're gonna do that again
0: that's why it's so important like every person we meet is just to be the best version of you that you can be and i mean you can't you can't be expected to be any more than you are, but to be the best version of you. And I think that's that's kind of like my closing mark. Is like I enjoyed taking pictures of my friends, and all of you are my friends. Like <coughs> taking pictures of people, yeah, like that Chris, Chris's <laughs> picture that was crazy. Um, but yeah, taking pictures of my friends, uh, you know, hugging each other giving away stickers meeting fans and seeing that the joy they bring you know to other people walking around you don't realize how much value um someone has until you see the reaction someone else has when they talk to them you know um and i don't mean value like you know they're not a person or anything you know don't take me the wrong way i mean like you don't realize how valuable they are to the person that's coming up to them until you see the reaction on their face. And I, uh, for instance, I I'll say has life. For instance, I was standing by him for a good part of Saturday uh, in between running back and forth to the stage. And, you know, it was people coming over and over and, you know, asking for his autograph and smiling kids were hugging him and, you know, grown women were, you know, hugging him and <laughs> grown men were, you know, hey, that's has life. And I just smiled. I was like, that's awesome, man. You know, like he has had an effect on people, mm-hmm. uh, uh, such a positive effect on people that just his presence with them makes them happy and smile. And, um, you know, I love that. And I love that you saw so much of that, not just what has, but Chris and everybody else that was there. And I even was humbled, you know, many many times of people that said hey kevin you know just walking by me i'm like i've never met that person in my life i was like hey how you doing <laughs> hey kevin hey what's going on you know i felt like hey yeah we're we're part of the crew here you know and and some people didn't want to stop it's just like hey kevin and just kept walking and some people stopped wanting to talk and i thought i just think that was awesome so I'm looking forward to CatCon Kansas City because Herve and and I have talked, Steve and I have talked. We're going to have some awesome uh, updates and changes and uh, new things happening. I can't wait for everybody to see it. And I can't wait to see everybody's face again. So that's about it, y'all. I think we're going to wrap it up unless somebody else got anything they want
2: to add.
1: Good deal. We're Uh tired. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was just going to say
2: that I mentioned to a few people that you know this this is uh, this isn't the beginning. You know, we're in the middle here. You know, we're far from the end. You know, um, I know I know several of these people. I fully intend on trying to be their their friend and 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 the best friend I can be to them. You know, till my last day. You know, so this is. This is the 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 journey continues from here. This wasn't this wasn't an ending by any means. So mm-hmm. gotcha. It's I'm looking handshake. forward to it. I'm it's looking the forward to it. It's
0: the handshake.
2: Well, on that note,
0: let's pray out. Heavenly Father, we thank you for an awesome event. We just uh, thank you for all the fantastic uh, feelings and people and uh, experiences we all got to have and um we just know you were blessing it, and we just uh, thank you for everybody being safe and getting there and back safely. And uh, we just pray that you would bless everybody in chat and up on screen, and uh, that you would continue to bless the Catfish Conference and uh, bringing people together. Um, because although conferences is is, is uh, you know people are buying things and trading things, the real joy is being around each other and the camaraderie that it brings. So we thank you for that. We lift up your name, Amen.
4: Amen.
0: amen all right y'all well you know the deal thank you for listening thank you for watching those of you on youtube Till next time happy fishing